peace of our Lord be with you. Happy are those who do not take the path that sinners tread. In all that they do, they prosper. Those words from today's psalm never fail to call to mind for me Richard Rohr's wise warning concerning the fact that sometimes the greatest obstacle to taking the Bible seriously can be taking the Bible literally. After all, taken literally, today's psalm might be interpreted to mean that the righteous always prosper and succeed. A cause and effect, reward and punishment way of looking at life, which not only does not ring true on the rugged terrain of real life in the real world, where the best people we have ever known sometimes suffer the worst sorrows we have ever seen. But a way of looking at life which also is challenged by the Bible itself. Most notably in Psalm 73, which complains that the opposite of Psalm 1 so often happens. The righteous struggle while sinners coast, and in the book of Job, of course, where the best person ever loses all and suffers much, and in the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus himself is reported to have said that God sends the rain and the sun on the good and the bad without regard for whether they are good or bad. Not to mention the fact that good or bad is rarely as clearly binary a division as we sometimes might imagine. As one wise soul once said, the line which separates good from evil does not run between people, but through people. None of which is to say that Psalm 1 should not be taken seriously, but all of which may help us remember that like all the Psalms, Psalm 1 is a poem, lyrics, a song from the hymnal of the Hebrews on loan to Northminster from Beth Israel, and therefore like all of the Psalms, not to be taken literally, but like all the Psalms, to be taken seriously. 
and taken seriously. What Psalm 1 says is that how we live matters. Actions have outcomes. The consequences of our decisions become the circumstances of our lives. How we live matters. That seems to be the main meaning of the first song. How we live matters. But even that, we must say, only with great care. Being mindful to remember that to live a true and righteous life will not always mean to be blessed with a longer, easier, or more prosperous life. To the contrary, think of all of those who have suffered for doing the right thing. Think, for example, of the Catholic martyr and saint Oscar Romero, assassinated in church while serving communion at the altar of a sanctuary in San Salvador on March the 24th, 1980, because of his work to relieve oppression and bring justice to the poor. Doing precisely the right thing caused Oscar Romero not to prosper, but to suffer. Or think of Vernon Damer, Medgar Evers, and Dr. King, all slain within 200 miles of where we sit, the broken heart on the Bible Belt for sounding the same kind of call for human dignity and equality that we all know Jesus would have been sounding if Jesus had been here. And think about making Van tortured to death. A wooden screw shoved through the bottom of her tongue, bolting her tongue through the roof of her mouth for her insistence that she was as called to preach the gospel as the men who had her executed for preaching the gospel. Oh. A righteous life leading not to comfort, security, prosperity, but unspeakable suffering and pain. All of which is to say that when we say that Psalm 1 says that how we live matters, we have to be careful to be clear that we do not mean that doing right by God's standards will lead to doing well by the world's standards. To the contrary. 
to live a life of true righteousness and integrity may sometimes, not always, but sometimes, lead us through great pain. Even when that is the case, even when righteousness and integrity take us at first through pain, righteousness and integrity will lead us at last to joy, which may be the meaning at the heart of Psalm 1. When the first psalm says that those who live a righteous life are happy, happy may not for us mean prosperous, healthy, safe, popular, or secure. Happy may mean something more like whole or at peace. What the word salvation means almost every time it occurs in the Bible, wholeness and peace, the kind of wholeness and peace which comes with knowing that we have followed the nudges and whispers of the Holy Spirit, the kind of wholeness and peace which comes with knowing that we have acted and spoken with integrity. The kind of wholeness and peace which comes with knowing that we have been brave and kind. Kind and brave. That we have stood up for the same people Jesus would stand up for by standing up against the same things Jesus would stand up against. Perhaps that is where the happiness of righteousness is to be found in living a life of integrity and courage, a life which is as clear as it is kind and as kind as it is clear the sort of life Naomi Shihab Nye described when she spoke of those people for whom kindness is the only thing that ties their shoes in the morning and sends them out into the day. Thinking about all of that this week took me back over and over again to something Viktor Frankl once said. Project yourself onto your own deathbed. Now, from that vantage point, what do you wish you had done 
with your life. Let's do it. Project yourself onto your own deathbed. there now from that vantage point what do you wish you had said from that vantage point what, what do you wish you had done Obviously, we're not there yet, right? Which must mean there is still at least some time left for us to decide to live as though how we live matters. we invite you to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's church during this time of